talk, ladies, gentlemen, and whatever gender I didn't care to remember. In any case, we're here to talk about uh, red pill versus blue pill. Now, I know you're thinking that we're going to be discussing the Matrix once again, but we have an episode for that. It's called The One with Solopsism, or whatever it was named. In any case, case, today we'll be talking about, you know, alpha male ideology. What makes a man a red-pilled man? What makes a man a blue-pilled man? Is one superior to another? And is there anything we can do to find a middle ground in all of this? Tune in and find out. Hey, yo, 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 welcome to Tuck Talk, ladies and gentlemen. Here we're going to talk about female issues without actually having any females present because we're like Fox News in that way. How the fuck is everyone no. doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for some reason, I think they're just we are not of Fox us. <laughs> well, it's a good start. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Let's do a mental health check in. Radical, bros. <laughs> so as always, it's one, I want to die. Two, my life is pointless. Three, nothing matters. Four, my life sucks now. Five, whatever. Six, I'm content. Seven, I'm grateful. Eight, I'm in a good place. Nine, I'm excited about life. And ten, couldn't be better. Let's start with you, Sean. How many bitches are blowing up your phone right now? Oh, God. <laughs> none. None. Let's say none. Nine. Nine. You said nine. None. None. <laughs> but I'm at, I will say I'm sitting at a good like eight right now. You know, pretty. I wouldn't Damn. say I'm content, but I What's have. What's got a, you at an eight? Huh? What's got you at an eight? Holy shit. I'm just like, you know, just kind of excited to see where life is heading. There's a few things kind of like, I guess, building in the background that I'm just kind of waiting to see how they go and play out at this point. So, you know, I guess I'm not excited about life. So I'm not at a nine, but I'm in a good place enough to be like, hmm, there's some things going on right now that I'm kind of interested in seeing how they play out. Damn, bro. I like the ambiguity, but you better plug that shit at the end of the podcast. Know your fucking place. But um, I'm glad I'm glad shit is working out for you, man. Uh, what what makes you so excited about the future? Isn't uh, the unknown scary to you? Uh, how do you do it? I mean, I am kind of like, you know, obviously there's a few things about the unknown that are bothering me. I will say, honestly, this has been like a rather up and down, shitty, but happy year. <laughs> and it's almost, I guess, hmm? it's almost over. You know, it's almost over. <laughs> so basically, like, you know, I guess that's a good part. But like the other stuff that's going on. So I'll say like I'm currently like job hunting. There's a potential job like, you know, interview in the works right now that I'm looking forward to. Um, been dancing a lot more. It seems like I've been getting better. So that might become something even more frequent going into next year. Just like, you know, looking forward to a bunch of different artistic creative, like artistic endeavors and job stuff. Yeah. Sorry, I'm allergic to bullshit. Uh, <laughs> anyways, that's all great to hear. And once again, you better plug it at the end or I'll break your legs. You'll never gotcha. dance again. Um, <laughs> Donnie, how are we? Um, I'm content right now. Uh, basically, I'm emotionless. Um, I, I, I'm not happy. I'm not sad. I'm just neutral. Yeah, I'm neutral. Yeah. For those of us who's this who's watching this and this is their first episode, that's actually quite good for Donnie. Like, <laughs> like in comparison to a lot of the other answers we've gotten, that has actually been delightful here. I'm so yeah, glad. Exactly. Donnie. I'm so glad you're a great neutral, Donnie. 
But you've got some exciting stuff going on. He's leaving early because he his social life is far superior to us, ladies and gentlemen. He he is coming out of the woodworks with friends. It's almost like how can he claim to be antisocial when he always or, has a fucking David David claimed that he had like zero friends, like uh, episode three. Now all of a sudden he has these coffee dates. No, I never said I had zero friends. I said he I got he, he got Malu. He got Malu taking care of him when he's he, sick. He is the unreliable narrator in his life story, which means someone else has to write that memoir, buddy. I was say, I peep game. I peep game. There's no game being. The game has been peeped. Watch out for him. But hide your wife, fellas. Hide your wife. <laughs> You're sending out this wrong message. You I'm flying her in from the Middle East. I'll oh, be praised. Um, okay, so that's great to hear, Donnie. And we'll be sure to see if we can poke that apart later on. Liddell, you're you're gracing us with your presence. We want to know how you're doing. You don't have to go into detail because we heard a lot before this podcast that probably cannot be said on this podcast. Yeah, it definitely cannot be said on this podcast. But um, I'm at like about I'm probably the lowest of most. Oh yeah, I'm at like a I'm at like a four right now. And that's... challenge accepted. I'm at a two. I'm getting up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm at. I'm at a four right now, but um, I already know that basically by the end of the day, I will most likely be at like a seven because my idea, like my life sucks right now, could be like, you know, a blessing to other people, which is why I try not to complain too much. It's just that this, the space and life that I'm in right now, I'm not accustomed to being. I don't like the feeling of it, but I know that it's only temporary, but that's why I try to, like, you know, hold on to the fact that, okay, that like, this is a temporary set of emotions and that uh, this too shall pass. And then, like, about seven hours from now, I'm going to look back at the time this record this podcast. I'm going to look at back and be like, man, like, why did I say a whole bunch of this shit? No, that I don't feel that way anymore. So that's why I say for right now, I'm at a four. But I'm most sure that by the end of the day, I'll be, like, at a seven. Because it could be worse. It could be worse. And um, that's the spirit. Very positive. Yeah. Nice, bros. Nice. Well, okay. So I guess I'm at a five or six. Nothing too bad. Uh, you know, it's funny because like earlier this week, I was like, "Damn, my social life sucks." But then like people keep inviting me to shit, like, uh, like party after party. And then tomorrow, like today, someone's literally paying for me to be at a jazz performance with them. And I'm like, "Oh wow, human beings actually like me." Huh? That's a shock. But uh, you, you know, like jazz. Yeah, I love jazz, honestly. I was like, wow, that's really considerate of you. How do you know so much about me? Who sent you? Why are you trying to destroy me? You know, that's some paradise <laughs> shit. But, um, uh, but um, yeah, no, uh, honestly, and, you know, this is a great topic because I know we've all been taking some fat L's when it comes to romance. So, you know, this is probably perfect for us. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, otherwise, yeah, th- things are pretty great. It got accepted to a new school. Uh, work is fine. And um, Well, congratulations. Yeah, bro, thanks. And uh, yeah, uh, plenty of cougars are after me, so that's always good. Um, in any case, let's lead on to our topic. And again, this is called this is the oh, blue pill shit. versus red. What happened? That was very blue pill. Of you. <laughs> <laughs> that was very blue pill of you. <laughs> what was that? Uh, some freak out, but in any case, it's probably the blue pill versus red pill ideology. Now. Uh, yeah, yeah, the pop-up can come, whatever. I can just start going uh, since I has to go. But uh, so this is something that even Donnie doesn't know about. And, you know, I, I understand that most people aren't in the know. Because when you think of, like, red pill versus blue pill, you think of the Matrix, where that shit actually comes from. 
And yeah. again, um, like I said in our opening, um, this ties into that topic of solipsism that we had a few podcasts ago, where re- being red pilled um, was essentially being awakened to how the world really is, like how society really is. Like everything is a fabricated construct, essentially. You are a, an awoken individual. Meanwhile, everyone else is just taking blue pill. They're still being sheep. They're still sedated. Things like that, you know? But it quickly evolved over time, like say around the mid 2000s, when, you know, feminism. Uh, had achieved everything it aimed to achieve and now they don't know what to do with themselves and now everything is like misogynistic and everything is um you know sexist for them you, you know what i mean they kind of got all the go I, I don't want this to be a criticism of feminism because you know there are some good points and men are assholes sometimes but they achieved everything they need to and a lot of men felt like that they were reaching now that they're just like limiting men's rights so um, they, those who see it that way feel they, that they are really awoken, red-pilled, if you will, to what's called hypergamy. And that's like, uh, it's kind of like patriarchy, except it's like women and their dominance of society. Like, oh, you know, if uh, I get married to a chick and we get divorced, she gets the ki- kids and I have to pay her. How is that How is that patriarchy? You know what I mean? That kind of logic. Uh, so, but in again, in the modern day, it just means being red-pilled me, means like not prescribing to, you know, being the nice guy, being the gentleman all the time, being uh, some someone who's always supportive of a woman, someone who's like, you know, this feminist ally. And, you know, uh, not exactly being a dick. Uh, yeah, a lot of the people think being a dick is like what women want. But, uh, you know, just being your own alpha male, being independent, not doing things for the sake of a woman's affection and, you know, uh, occasionally tearing them down if they build themselves too high, which, you know, on paper isn't entirely bad. But, you know, it, it, it has led to some toxic things and they have really bad PR over it. But you know what? Let's uh, get to the first question where we can really tear this shit apart. And that first question is, after my long definition of being red-pilled or blue-pilled, uh, what do you guys consider yourselves to be? And, you know, I'll start with Sean, uh, since, you know, he clearly has a high opinion of himself. <laughs> so, Sean, tell us, are you red-pilled or are you blue-pilled, man? And, you know, this doesn't even need to be... I understand that most uh, a lot of people watching this, a lot of people on this panel aren't exactly specifically attracted to women, but a lot of what I said can apply to people who, you know, enjoy the presence of all genders. Mm. All right. See, I'm not. I guess I'm still not entirely sure what the the, the red pill, blue pill argument is. Mm. Enough to say where I guess I would fit okay. in. Okay, uh, I'll try to help. So, a blue pill guy essentially would be like your mainstream. What you consider a gentleman? I pull out the chair for you. I open the door for you. I pay for the date. Oh. A red pill gentleman would not do any of that. No, you split half. I'm not. Hey, you're you're a woman and equal rights. You pull your own goddamn chair. I I will just be there and be a ma- strong masculine presence, and you know not go overboard with the whole affection or like making you love poems or like doing things romantically. Mm, okay. All right. So I guess given that standard, then I'm probably gonna sound hilarious to say I would be the purple pill (laughs) i know you're gonna say that (laughs) no the purple pill but like the kind of like the balance where it's just like both uh i am like a gentleman at certain point like you know i'm a gentleman at certain points but i also believe in like you know equal equality yeah sorry um i believe in like the equality where it's just like you know we can go on dates whatever 
I probably shouldn't have to pay everything. You know, you can pay as much as I can or we can split the difference. Um, I'll take care of you. You can take care of me, you know, kind of thing. Like everything should kind of have like a balance. I don't really believe this whole the alpha male thing where I have to do everything for you and take care of you, provide and stuff like that. But I also don't think it should be, you know, her job to do it either or his job or whoever, you know, it's a job to take care of me we should be two people just kind of i guess taking care of each other no i feel you yeah i feel you and before i go on to donnie uh one more dimension i want to add to this is uh it, most of you probably know what an incel is where it's like this guy who like becomes such a reclusive shut-in that he becomes like actually dangerous because he feels hey, that no right yeah that no woman wants to sleep with him therefore all women are bad um, I wanted to add that dimension kind of because, um, you know, that reaction to women, you know, in the sexual marketplace attaining more power has led a lot of guys to go in different directions. Like there you have your incels who have isolated themselves. You have those alpha male douchebags who just want to treat women like shit and think that, that that's what they want. And then there's those guys that kind of key onto it, but like key onto the right things like, okay, she's talking to a lot of other guys. So let me not take this too seriously or, you know, really get, get my feelings in this or be like emotionally um, invalidated or whatnot. So that's another dimension. I think Sean touched upon that with the whole purple pill thing. But Donnie, Shut up for a second and let Liddell tell us whether or not he's a blue or red bill person. Oh, that, oh that's my cue. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> well. <laughs> All right. These are, this is my thoughts on it. Um, obviously, we have YouTube nowadays where there's this thing called the manosphere, where basically like, you have these guys that tell you, like, oh, like, I'm a I'm a red pill guy or I'm an alpha male or like, oh, you do these things that you're a beta and this and that. Me, I guess I kind of fall on the same lines as Sean. Like, I'm kind of like a balance in a sense. Like, uh, I'm not one, I'm not a pushover. But two, I do have a romantic side and a sensitive side. But at the same time, I do not allow those two things to kind of like, you know, I don't use those things as like a way to like get women, so to speak. Like, I be myself, right? And um, basically, I'm all about respect. I have a moral code. And I don't go by, oh, like, I'm going to do this by a certain book because this is what it says an alpha male is supposed to be. Because we associate the term alpha with the red pill. We associate the term beta with blue pill. Like, I'm not, I'm just me. I just do things how I do things. And if you love it, cool. If you don't, then all right, then I'm just, keep it pushing. Like, I feel like when we get so stuck on the term of red pill and blue pill, we're kind of like we're putting ourselves in the box. And me, I don't, I don't like to categorize myself in a box and be like, oh, like this is how I am, point blank period. You know, like I have layers to me. And I feel like there's some people that can have like red pill like ideologies and also blue pill ideologies. It doesn't necessarily mean that that's a bad thing. You know, it just it all depends in regards to like you know like. Obviously, like you have to like proceed with caution, like, and you have to be careful with the type of people that you interact with because there might be some women that are turned on by those so-called real pill traits. But is that necessarily the best possible thing? Like that could lead to like a lot of toxicity. Like, do we really want that? There might be some women that's love like the beta, the, like the um blue pill beta aspect of a man. But th- is that necessarily the best thing for you? You know what I mean? So I said, like, you just have to, like, proceed with caution. I feel like too much of anything is a bad thing. Like, if you're too, like, 
red pill says like you're too alpha like you be, oh i'm gonna do this or oh, i'm gonna like be degraded towards women or i'm gonna act a certain way towards women i'm gonna blame women for all my problems then you fall to like incel territory in, in a sense but you're too emotional you're too sensitive and you worship the ground that women work walk on you set yourself up to be a pushover so i feel like you gotta find a balance nice bro nice okay darling let's round it out um i mean you savage i i i i will say i just hate we're constantly being judged for the shit that we do and the way that generations before us has um acted and stuff like that so the red pill and blue pill um theory is I think it's so fucking stupid I, what uh, Liddell and um, Sean said it's I, I think it's great to have a balance of both um, but I will say I lean more blue um, mainly because I'm, I'm a guy who doesn't like confrontation um, not to say that I won't get into a confrontation, but I'm, I'd rather talk it out than actually fight it out. And to society, they, that may be seen as like a beta thing. Um, I'm very well in tune with my feelings and stuff like that. So I guess that's another side of me lining with the blue pill. So if I had to choose, I think it just has to be like a, a blue pill. I've never heard of anyone actually like saying choosing the blue pill because they're always like afraid to, you know what I mean? But it's always like yeah, seen as that, that's what pill. I'm saying. It's it's like I, I will say like um I align more so with the blue side of things because I, I'm very I'm like water. Like I'm very like flowing and like willing to go with any change. And that's not to say that of course oh, you're like, well, you're Pisces. Yeah, yeah, that's Listen exactly. That. Um and I mean you set me up for it. And when people say like oh you're you let people walk over you or that may show a sign of people walking over you. It's it's like no, it's like I I just don't I don't get worked up over a lot of things and like I'm more willing and able to see the other side of people and the other side of things and I think that just comes off as like as a beta male move. All right, quick question. Do you feel that people around you respond favorably to, like, your um, blue pill beta tendencies, or do you feel like they use that against you most of the time, the fact that you are the way you are? Um, I will say people do try to test that, and they find out very quickly. That's that, about that's, that life. Yeah. I don't get it. Like, people <laughs> find it attractive when you lose your shit, apparently, and that's just like such a dangerous game. Right. And that's like the last thing I do. The last thing I do is resort to violence. Like 
So it's like, I don't know. But I'm saying as society standards, yes, I would be considered a beta male, I guess. But I don't know. I, I show signs of like ultra alpha male aggression. So it's it's a slippery slope, I think. Man, but, yeah, I just really appreciate that because people come on this podcast assuming, you know, because it's all men, it's just going to be like toxic. Like, yeah, we're all red pill. But no, we, yeah. we're giving some really rational, really modern answers, and I love that. Yeah, but, and I'm I'm just like, I'm, I'm a very chill and kind-hearted guy. So by society's standards, I'm considered a beta. Yeah, man. I just... Okay, but th- those are society standards. Like, based off your own standards, like, what would you say you are? Forget like the whole society definition. Okay, so what? Or, so what? Okay. What I consider myself? Um, mm-hmm. I just had the. I just had the word. Um, if I can describe myself, is non-judgmental and understanding. That's it. Okay. So, so, in other words, you don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'm, I mean, you guys, you guys already know that. So, and I mean that at the best way, at the best way possible. Like, when I say yeah, that, that's like, what I'm saying. But, but if if I was to have like a conversation with like other males outside this podcast, mm-hmm. that's something that would be considered a beta move, right? Like, oh, like you you just let things like roll off your chest or. You don't assert yourself enough, or you don't. Um... First part, not so much, because uh, they generally like. If you go on these red pill sites, they'll tell you why did you let that woman uh, make you lose your cool? She called. She said you had a little dick. I mean, like uh, if a four year old said that to you, how would you react? Therefore, why, yeah, just treat them like that, and you'll fight, you'll fight a, a four year. Yeah, no talking. <laughs> no, <nothing. laughs> um, no, but it's like that. They, they argue like you wouldn't get mad if like a kid teased you, uh, like a little baby teased you, so just treat her like that. It's like really condescending, but you know, maybe there's some truth in there. Uh, so yeah, the first part, letting it roll off your shoulders, like I don't give a fuck what you say, completely fine. Yeah, I I think I think people are just afraid of like being real and like showcasing them their real selves, and that's where we get these like red pill and blue pill debates and stuff like that. Yo, somebody's listening to uh, some fucking um. Elder Barge, and I'm feeling it. <laughs> just bring mom on the podcast. Next time. We'll do a lot of yeah. Just open my door right now. You'll hear all the background music. Yeah. I'll hear all this love by Elder Barge. That's a classic right there. Nice. Well, I, I guess if it's my turn, you know, I'd probably say I'm pink pill, pink pill because, you know, bitches are so terrible. I'm just gay now. I'm kidding. But, um, <laughs> This journey is so awful. I went back to men, um, that, that, as if it would be any better. I, I, my gay friends tell me that like dating men is quite terrible too, but um, they go through their own struggles. 
But uh, no, yeah, no, a lot of what you guys said r- rings true. Like, you know, sometimes I like to think of myself as like, uh, oh, I'm Red Bull Kenny. Uh, but like in, all, in reality, like relationships and like uh, romance does have me turned into a bitch every now and then. Like I, I do shit that I would not do normally with my rational mind because like the emotional part of my brain is just taking my, my wieners. My wieners uh, doing the walking for me. It always gets me into trouble. But yeah, uh, yeah. No. yeah. Yeah, the best success I have is when I just don't care. Like Donnie put it, like today I I got it is much this fairly older, much more established woman who's very good looking objectively is paying for a date. This is a third or fourth date that she's trying to pay for for me to go on the jazz club with her. Very early on, she established she doesn't want anything serious and whatnot. And you know, it's kind of a little disappointing because you know I'm ready to jump back into the relationship train. So I was just like, you know what, sure, if you don't want that, that's fine. Can't change your mind. Let me just um, let me just have fun with this. Sure, I don't care anymore, and it's been nothing but successful. But like the moment I do actually care and I'm emotionally compromised, it's just like, oh, I'm making all the wrong decisions here. What what's going on? Fuck you, God. Uh, but you know, it's just um, yeah. No, I w- I wouldn't say I'm either red pilled or blue pilled because it really gives a context. Because like you know, when you're thinking about the person you want to like spend your life with or like this being the last relationship. You can't really be red pilled in a way, you know what I mean? Like you can't yeah. really act like you don't care because they will assume you don't care and then they don't want anything to do. But if you act like you care too much, then you know it's unattractive at first. Right. So it's like you it's just like finding this balance in between and just getting lucky, honestly. Cause you know, a lot a, a problem with this whole dualist structure is that you're like generalizing all women or generalizing all men in a way. Like, oh, I can only act this way because that's the only way she'll act in the way that I want. And like, no, everyone's an individual and complicated. Like, some women are mature that they see those so-called blue pill values and like, you know, this is a great guy. Like, I, I, am, I, I need to realize that, you know, I'm not going to have be young and have fun forever. Like, this is the kind of guy that I can be secure with and, you know, we'll have, we can actually build something. Um so yeah, so not every woman's like that. I'm sure like when they're in their eight, 18 or like their early twenties, when they're you know uh, I'm trying to find the PC word for the R word. Uh, wait, wait, what's the R word? Disable? You know what the R word is. We'll have to cut it out anyway, so why say it? But uh yeah, when they're in their 18, 18 to like early twenties, most people that age are the R word and they're underdeveloped. Like, Sure. Yeah, exactly. The hyperthalamus is not developed and neither is the rest of them. So they don't really know what they want and what's good for them. But other people, you know, they're a bit more mature than that and they recognize what uh, uh, that you bring to the table, exactly what they need. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. In the spectrum, I like to think I'm a red pill, but, you know, I still have my blue pill te- tendencies. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people are more blue pill than they're willing to admit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely like you, you'll see these guys talking about oh i'm getting laid every single night with these red pill tactics i'm like i know you're bullshitting <laughs> i see your vpn my guy i see your ip address my guy you're calling from a you're writing from a third world country where those stones i know are. i know a lot of youtubers that basically promote that you know though and they basically make a fortune off of like this whole red pill not yeah. red pill books red pill like red pill everything it's like like Kevin samuels is like one i was about to say that guy <laughs> All he does is like bully black women. Wait, hold on, time on time. That that is not true. That is, that <laughs> is not true. Me, he's just like destroying this black woman, and like I, he only edits it edits it in such a way where she's like, 
a really toxic oh i'm only after guys will pay for all my meals and like has to have a seven figure salary and blah 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 I'm like where are you finding i feel like he goes on jerry springer and takes the rejects and puts them on his podcast or some shit Okay, so all right, before I go in on the Kevin Simmons topic, uh, we now on the topic of why are men convinced that red pill ideology works? Yeah, why do you think it works, guys? Yeah, that's, that's okay. All right, so get into the whole Kevin Samuels thing. Why is he famous? Well, I'll tell you this. <laughs> why is Kevin he Sam- famous? Kevin Samuels, basically, I've been following Kevin Samuels since about 2017. Where oh, basically covered, that long? Yeah, so he basically covered like fragrance, you know, fashion tips. You know, he basically. People think that he gets on the women heart. He got he gets on men as well. He basically started off his brand basically like with fragrance and critiquing men, assessing men, telling men how they should improve and things of that nature. But he slowly transitioned into women because obviously the YouTube algorithm respects that more. So as a content creator, what should you do? You're gonna continue to focus on what gives you the most views, right? That's true, yeah. You should be smart. the women gets us the most views, guys. Let's go. You know what I mean? So that's basically how that whole thing came about. But yeah, you, you say he uh, gets on guys so much of it, but it's like, why doesn't he post that? But yeah, I mean he does post it. He does post it. It's just that it just got buried in all the female content that he's done. Yeah, no, I mean, he does give good advice because, like, a lot of guys are think that, you know, if a woman is not feeling you, I have to make grand romantic gestures to convince her when you shouldn't have to convince her. You have to tell her how you're feeling her or, you know, make that clear. And uh, I guess Donnie wasn't ready to handle the truth. (laughs) You got to just make that clear and see where it goes from there. If she responds for you, great. If she doesn't, then, you know, stop wasting your time because you're not going to convince anyone with, like, this by buying them like a, a dinner at like a five-star restaurant you know what i mean yeah so when, when he gets on guys for doing that when he gets on guys for doing that then yeah no he has a point i mean but at the same time i just feel like you know was, i don't want people to think that kevin sam is like, oh like he just he just focused on like degrading women especially black women in particular because at the end of the day these women they call up on his show ain't like he's seeking these women like, no, he's not getting them from Jerry Springer because they seem like Riss and Jerry Springer. Rejects. No, like basically, like this is his format. Basically, like he sets up Zoom calls, right? He sends out, like puts the link in the chat. Anybody that wants to get on to get like an answer praise from Kevin Samuels, they jump on it. He's not telling, like he's not basically like saying, "Hey, like this woman over here, like come on my show, like let me critique." Like no, like these women, they come on and basically, like most of the time, they make themselves look like a fool with some of the stuff that they say. Now it's now it's his. Criticism a bit too harsh. I think that's subjective. Me, I'm the type of person like I'm like I value people that keep it real with me. Don't sugarcoat shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I value that the most. And those type of people I keep the closest to me. You know, but yeah, some people like they need to be handled with kid gloves all the time. And so at a couple point in time, you have to be like, okay, like yeah, you might want that, but at the end of the day, is your life any better for you? Are you happy in this kind of situation that you're in? Sometimes you need somebody to, like, you know, like, hurt your feelings a little bit. I, you know, that's nobody – obviously, like, nobody wants their feelings hurt. But sometimes you need that to be like, you know what, after all, like, all, once the, all those emotions are dealt with and all that, you be like, you know what, like, hmm, like, maybe this person 
made some honest points. Because to me, like if it hurts your feelings, then this has to be some truth to it, and you recognize it. You're just ashamed that it's now out there for the whole world to see as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so me, like I said, I think I like is his method always the best? Do I agree with everything that he says and does? No, especially like one of the main things I disagree with him on about the whole thing about like a woman's dress size and she has to be like a certain size and whatnot. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, that, that. that sounds like it gets degrading after a point because, like, you yeah. know, guys, guys are into different things. Some guys like bigger girls, some guys like skinnier girls. It's like their preference thing. Yeah, like that's crazy to me. But some of the things that he does say in regards to like what, like what most men value and want in women, like he is correct. Like, to me, I think it's a great thing that women like have businesses and whatnot. Like, I'm sure, like I'm doing. Well, I don't want to get too much. Let's start. Let's start. Let's start. Cut that. Edit that. I won't get too much away, but um, I'll just say this: like, I admire and respect women that's out there, you know, like trying to be their own bosses and you know set themselves up financially and career-wise. But at the end of the day. If you are a self-respecting man, that obviously, like, you're going to focus on those same things yourself. Now, does it benefit both parties if the man and the woman are both after, like, you know, financial materialistic things? Because at the end of the day, yeah. I don't understand why we got so much away from, like, roles in relationships. Yeah, you, you got a point. Like, not, not both parents can be, like, the main breadwinner, if that makes sense. Like, they can't. Like um, me, like me. Ideally, I like I am attracted to women. I am attracted to women for the same reasons that they say they're attracted to men. Like they have goals. They're resilient. They, um, you know, they're they're on the path to success. They uh, take care of themselves. They know what they're doing. They know what they want with life. Like mm-hmm. I find those attractive. And like if I were to like establish myself with someone long term, and you know, if they're if their careers are like bringing more cash flow than mine is, then you know I'll just want that. Um, uh, I, I forget the what the what the phrase is in English for like income that you receive, but you're not like actively working like from real estate and some shit, like passive income. Passive income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Residual and passive income. Like if there's a point, I will be happy like quit my main career, only receive passive income, and you know just you know be there at home. I'm fine with the whole house husband thing. I won't be like I won't be like a fucking fifties housewife with nothing of my own, of course. But if I have like a couple of apartment buildings, a little houses, and I'm making money off that, then sure, yeah, you go, shorty, you become CEO, and I'll just I don't know, gossip with the local dads. Yeah, that's fine but, with me. Yeah, but <laughs> that's fine. But the main thing that he talked about, like, hey, like, yeah, like you can like have all those things, but at the end of the day, if you're a woman, you have like the house the car the career are you gonna really sell for a man that's less than that because mm-hmm. a man that has those same things they're gonna like they don't really care if a woman has a degree house cars a career anything like that i do i do i ain't <laughs> fuck out i ain't dang someone who was in 7-eleven and barely passed high school come on man <laughs> okay 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 that's cool and all but like let's say if it's a, you're like a six-figure seven-figure earner does your woman have to be a seven-figure earner as well no it'd be nice if she's close but as long as she's earning period and is like fairly educated that's fine with me but a woman that's a six-figure, seven-figure earner, are they really going to sell for a man that's not up to those standards? Yeah, actually. Here's the thing. like my, uh, I'll use my cousins as a sample. Like, uh, they're dogs. They're just dogs of a human being. Like, I mean, like, 
uh, felons, like actual felons who have just done, uh, have not made the best choices in life. Let's put it at that. They're pulling in girls who with Wall Street jobs, man. Wall Street jobs. It, like women with daddy issues that just like see the resemblance of their father figures in them and just like buy them Gucci belts after they've been cheated on. So, yeah. Some are. Everyone's different. But yeah, I'm saying like any self-respecting woman. Yeah, no, she wouldn't like downgrade. But like a lot of women, a lot of men too, aren't just self-respecting, man. Well, there you go. Yeah, and like they're 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 felons pulling in more game than us guys. Yeah, and I feel like that teaches. I feel like that teaches us something because getting back to the top here, like why I've been convinced red pill ideology works. Because probably a real pill is supposed to teach that, oh, like you have to be like a dominant personality. You have yeah. to be a high value male in the sense that you have to make a certain amount of money. Mm. You have to live up to a certain status. But at the end of the day, like those are all aspects that don't necessarily turn women on. Because, like you said, like like your cousins, you. what case may be, like they might be like low, no disrespect or anything like that. But go by what you're saying, kind of like low level guys, but they're able to pull like these women. That earn all this money because, like, hey, like at the end of the day, like the stats is not really what sells, like, uh, like sells you to a woman or made them interested in you. If one of them is looks, that's a big, that's a big key point, and also like your confidence. It's all about confidence at the end of the day. And when it comes down to this whole red pill, blue pill thing, especially red pill, I said, because that bitch was promoted in the manuscript nowadays. Yeah, so many men. Trying to like read like an instruction man in regards like how to be a man. They feel oh I had to be these this way in order to get women. Well, you don't necessarily have to be that way. Mm-hmm. You just have to be self. You have to be self assured in the type of man that you are. Like you're the type of man that hey like oh I like to watch anime or like I like to like you know go to like comic con and all that type of shit. Own that shit. Like yeah, just be you. Like don't try like hide who you are because you feel oh like I have to be a certain way to attract women. Cause they're gonna see right through that anyway, so you might as well just be yourself. Yeah, honestly, filters out the bad ones, and like, I guess that's the question. Like, um, the reason people are convinced this works is because a there are a lot of you know factors that do actually work. Like what Liddell's saying, like if you're confident in yourself and who you are, you will attract people that respect that and like you for who you are, and you'll feel and you'll get you'll still get rejected, but you won't feel as bad, and you'll that's filter out other people faster. But like another dimension I want to add to this, it also depends on what the person's bringing. Because you know, I mentioned that a lot of these guys, girls that they pull in have daddy's issues. I'm pretty sure guys think that the red pill is 100% right because they have terrible relationships with their mothers, and it makes them think that all women are either like Madonnas or whores. Like if you see the Sopranos, um, this guy has a borderline personality mother that actively tried to murder him. And he is surrounded himself with different women. He has a lover, he has a wife, he has a female therapist. And in each of them, he projects all his issues with women onto them. And like, it's um, it's like, yeah, a lot of guys that way, they had terrible relationships with their mothers. Either they were, didn't get the, whatever love and affection you didn't get from your parents in your adult life, you'll seek it in other people. And it'll ultimately lead to the downfall of everything. So, yeah. These guys have just had the guys who are really gun ho about Red Bull just have mommy issues. What can I say? But, um, yeah, I think we're ready to go to the last question. If everyone else is all right, unless Sean, you got anything that you want to add to it? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the only reason why people, at least let's say, with dudes 
could be anyone actually the reason why these ideologies come up and stuff like that and it's going to sound like the softest kind of answer to give but it's like it almost comes to like people i guess forgetting about putting i guess love and actual attraction into like you know the their what they're chasing and stuff like that because you hear like a lot of a lot of people will legit kind of come up with this whole kind of materialistic sense of how they view a base of relationship like you said with the oh he has to look this way he has to be this way he has to be making this or she has to be doing that with her life a kind of like you know but then like you said you look at the the different kind of the different kind of oppositions in there where it's like someone has an attraction to somebody no matter where what position they are in life they could be the deadbeat person you know they got the the dead p person with the high-end person you got the high-end person with the medium whatever stuff like that all the mix and matches it's like because those work simply because yeah they maybe they're attracted to each other they're actually appreciated of each other but because of the ideology of like the people who feel like they need to either look a certain way have a certain figure income coming in give gifts to the person that they love they kind of take away the actual factor of what's making the i guess the connection work is that these two people actually genuinely love like appreciate each other and they're not necessarily trying to prove something kind of like um what kenny said with the the people with the bad situations with their mom where they're like you know kind of been raised to oh to give respect i have to be the respectable person i have to be making this i have to be doing that i have to be doing this with my life and you know there are women and men you know who will generally kind of look at a person and be like Oh, you could like you said, you could be working at 7-Eleven. I love you. You know, it's just like I just love who you are as a person. Like, you know, I you're recommend that you to you. <laughs> it's just like, you know, like Liddell said, you're only who you are as a person. Like, you know, you watch anime, you do this, you like to write, you like to be a creative. It's just a lot of people will step out of that position of do you actually love this person or are you just looking to see what you can benefit from this person? <laughs> Because at the end of the day, when you first meet someone, you're not really so much focused on because like, mm, like I wonder what type of car he drives, or if he drives at all. Ooh, I wonder how much he makes. Ooh, I wonder what his what his career, like what type of career he has. Like, these are not all things that you're immediately thinking when you're first meeting a person. The first two things that you know is obviously the person's looks and the person's energy. So those are like the main two things that you need to focus on. Now, now, granted, that's not necessarily enough for like a long term type of you know relationship because obviously you have to have your shit in order but in the meantime like you know like if two people just enjoy each other's company and like and the vibe is right you love each other then like hey like just go with that and then you just figure everything else else out everything excuse me everything else out later but guys like kevin samuels and why people to understand bottom is like he don't approach love as like oh like a, or marriage as a feeling so to speak it's like you do certain things in a relationship despite what you feel because relationships, especially marriage is a duty more so than a necessary, like a feeling. So I just want people out there. That's like kind of like have this misconception about Kevin Sanders, like understand like that's the way he approaches things. And that's why he says the things that he says, but people such as himself should not be as the end all God's when we go like, Oh, like, like this is what you need to be as a man in order to find happiness in relationship because that's not necessarily the case because everybody's idea of happiness is subjective. Like you might be dealing with someone that hey like likes to go out, experience like the finer things of life. That's what they define their happiness. 
you know, but we might meet someone else that like, hey, like, as long as they're with you, they could be just be sitting on the couch chilling, like watching anime. They might not necessarily enjoy, but the fact that you enjoy it and they love spending time with you, that's good enough for them. So, everybody's idea of happiness is subjective. So, we should not look to like these people on the internet or even us here on this podcast as they're like, hey, like, this is the way it needs to be because it's subjective at the end of the day. And people, they only speak in regards to like their own perspective and how they feel that things should go rather what actually is that's beautiful man i wish i paid attention to arizona uh, where are we <laughs> uh, moving on to the next question <laughs> yeah great 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 stuff guys um next question i think the next question is kind of fun because it's like not only what type of men do you model yourselves after, but is there a man in your life or not in your life that you know of that you model yourself after? Like, who who do you want to be as a man? Because, like, uh, the red pill, blue pill thing came out of a framework to men to follow because, you know, it's a generation it's a generation of us, uh, guys that came out of a single woman household sometimes where they didn't have a father figure. So they're looking at all these different masculine figures for, you know, uh, for uh, for inspiration. And, you know, that wasn't the case with me, but it must suck for those who did. But, uh, yeah, exactly. So w- what type of men do you model yourselves after? And if there's someone who comes to mind, please tell us why and who. Well, for me, I know it might be like the cliche thing to say or very conceited or ego-driven to say, but for me, it's nobody. For me, it's nobody. I, pro- I model myself after myself, mm. you know, like. Because we have to think about for every great man that ha- or every definition of someone that's a great man, basically, like you must ask yourself, like, who did they model themselves after? Like, was there somebody that they model themselves after? I feel like people subconsciously, like, they just do things off their own free will, like, not then, oh, like, because this person did this, this person, my idol, I want to do things exactly the way that person did it, you know, like, for me, like. I just like, hey, like these are the things that I like. This is what I go for. This is what I don't go for. This is what I am, who I am, so to speak. Cause me, like I'm, I'm a very weird. I'm, I'm kind of like a weird person to box in. Like, but like, I'm supposed to be a certain way. Cause for one, I'm much on the side that I love sports. You know, like I love, like you know, like getting out there, being out there in the trenches. You know, like being like my best self we're gonna be like the best version of myself also at the same time i love teddy bears as well like literally i have a big ass teddy bear collection yeah if he was if people want to like associate that as like a manly thing but hey like that's my thing that's what i love you know that's just how i am so to speak like i still have all my, my teddy bear like i still have all my shit since i was like four or five years old still in mm. the same condition peak condition and shit you know like that's just me you know so i just look at it like this like hey people that's like People are going to appreciate you for who you are. It might not be everybody, but there's going to be somebody out there that's going to appreciate you and what you like, what you bring to the table, just based on like who you are. Rather than like, oh, like you're really like an instruction man because like how to be a man. Like, oh, I bought all these books. Uh, I attended all these seminars. I learned from all these different people, and that makes up who I am. Like, no, nah, it's not like that at all. Wow, man. That's true. There are like 8 billion people on this planet. The true love of your life is probably in like Burkina Faso or some shit. You really thought you were going to get them in your hometown? You stupid bitch. <laughs> but shout out to all the, the great men out there. Like, um, But at the end of the day, I don't model myself after anybody. 
I'll try to be the first Liddell, not the not the fifth version of whoever else that was out there, you know. That's beautiful, man. Sean? I I'd say kind of like Liddell, there's nobody that I necessarily model myself after specifically, but I do take I guess I take a lot of um inspiration from like let's say the guys who are comfortable with themselves enough to do things like kind of like Liddell said. There's the people which is like, you know, I could watch sports, but I also have this collection going on, or I like this, or I watch these kind of movies and stuff like that. I like the people who are kind of like more, they're not necessarily trying to be the the manliest man, the alpha man, the alpha male kind of situation where it's like, I have to be ripped, sports, uh, like, you know, protein, women, sex, all the stuff like that. It's like, I like the people who are kind of like themselves. They're just like, you know, it's just like, yeah, I like anime. Sometimes I'm like, you know, I played football. I like anime. I've done this. Like, you know, I'm like, I don't sleep around. <laughs> like, you know, maybe I don't sleep around. Maybe I do. Because people who are like so gets comfortable with themselves that they're at least honest about who they are as a person. I kind of like, I find it like a lot of, I want to say like I kind of find disrespecting people who seem like they have to put up this image of like, you know, a certain character that they need to be in order to kind of get the approval or get the attention that they're seeking. Yeah. But if you're who yourself, like who you are confidently, it's just like you attract that kind of energy towards you. Like I'll say, I'll use the people like, who is it? Um, I feel like as of late, I've definitely seen like people like maybe like Kid Cudi. I know like Kid Cudi has been like in the news a lot lately because he's been fighting like a lot of kind of, gender norm kind of identities like you know he's been shown with like um nail polish he's been shown rocking like almost like a, a whole dress or a skirt or something like that and obviously some people are just kind of like oh like what is he wearing stuff like that and i can think about it and be like you know i don't know if i have that amount of confidence to do it but the fact that he sold himself is very inspiring to me because it's just like he's just doing whatever the fuck he wants to do <laughs> it's just like you know like you and people like him for who he is and some people obviously have a problem with it i don't know if that says something to who they are as a person like you know maybe they have their own insecurities that they need to deal with about gender norms or basically what it means to be this and that but you're basically creating your own like version of your identity and some people get with it some people don't so it's just like i like anybody at least if i'm modeling myself after anybody i'm modeling myself after people who are almost 100 themselves and at least able to back it up <laughs> and lakeith stanford he's another one that's kind of like that it says like he just made a whole big thing about flowers on his ig post like how like he loves flowers and shit. he loves receiving flowers and all that so like i say of, just own who you are as a person like a lot of the male identity comes from that whole standard like not the male identity a lot of the whole male standard Come from the stereotypical back in the 50s, the male has to be the breadwinner. They have to be attractive to everybody. They have to be this. They have to be that. When it's just like, listen, that doesn't work in this day and age. If a dude wants to wear nail polish and still deal with women, it's working for him. <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's working for him. So why do you have a problem with it? <laughs> it definitely works for Prince. Like, where, where'd you get that pedicure, though? It, it, Prince, exactly. <laughs> it worked for him. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, uh, I guess I'll wrap it up. I, uh, when I asked the question originally, like, I, it doesn't even need to be a person who actually exists. It just has to be like a male figure. And, you know, of course, I preface it with like a lot of role models for people are their fathers. And like, yeah, that's pretty much my case. Uh, 
But, you know, um, he, he had to work a lot being an immigrant with two jobs and whatnot. So a lot of me, uh, I had to fill in the gaps on my own with lots of TV characters. And honestly, um, my favorite guy so far has been Tony Soprano, I have to say it. Because, like, out, because outwardly, he's, like, this big, tough mafia man who's making money. And, like, Russian prostitutes are just, like, falling all over him. And he just steps over them like he doesn't give a fuck. But he's also, like, a very damaged individual. He has mommy issues. He treats every woman like either a Madonna or a whore. So, and he goes to therapy. And I'm like, that that's it right there. He's a, guy, he's a tough guy, but he goes to therapy. He's honest about it. And he's working on his problems. And I like that. And, and I haven't killed as many people as him. But, you know, I'm working on it. Okay, we're gonna bop. We go bop. Just bleep, bleep the, uh, the K word, and we're good. Yeah, Dominus, yeah, I would said Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. My Muslim friends be saying Jesus Christ all the time, and I'm like, who the fuck you think you are? But there's nothing wrong with modeling yourself. For all my believers out there, there's nothing wrong with modeling yourself after the Lord. There's nothing wrong with that. Not at all. Strong <laughs> Jewish man, model yourself after him. See, okay, now maybe I felt like if I had to think about, let's say, somebody specifically, like I brought up, like Kid Cudi, maybe Frank Ocean, kind of stuff like that. But I guess the one person would probably be almost like Will Smith. I don't know. Oh man, I'm not lately. Not lately. He's been taking a lot of L's lately. Yeah, I would say it's like I would say in his sense of like honesty, kind of stuff like that. Like you know, he's exploring and doing all the shit. Obviously, the the relationship stuff that's going on with Jada. It's like you know, not putting him in I guess best lights and all stuff like that. But there's honesty with him. It's just like much. There's too much honesty. There's too much honesty (laughs) and publicly. Like don't don't do that. that. (laughs) I, I look at the I look at the Will Smith situation from like a PR standpoint. The best thing for him to be at this point where all that's transpired, everything that's been released, is to be transparent and honest. Because that's the best thing for his brand at this point. Because everybody sees it. Everybody ha- ha- came to their own conclusion about the situation. So it might be like, hey, like this is where it is. Like, this is how, like, this is what it is. Like, I have to own up to this at this point because it's already out there. Basically. You know, <laughs> so you're saying that his PR firm made the media think he's a cuckold so they could sell more Will Smith DVDs. I mean like, that's the best I mean like Jada album I mean Jada I mean Jada I mean Jada basically said in so many words that he basically she basically settled for him. Like basically her real love was Tupac Shakur. Really? So this, <laughs> so this is the man that she so this is the man that she settled with. Okay. Okay. So at this point your wife is already soiled in your name. So like okay. you can't like you can't come back with all like Get back to a red pill, blue pill. You can't be like, oh, red pill, alpha, machismo at that point. Like, but like, yo, like, this is the woman that you met. You've been with for over 20 years. This is what it is. You know, like, she basically, she basically had an entanglement with um, August Alcina. The man was in your house and shit. <laughs> like, you can't win. Like, you can't go against the facts. Yo, I just wanted to know who Jada's who Jada thinks she is. Okay, if you're watching this from YouTube, I want you to comment three movies you've seen Jada in without Googling it. That That is a homework assignment for our set audience. It, set it off, one. Three. I want three. Like, come on. You're not an A-list actor. Does, does TV shows count? No. When they were saying the Oscars were so white, they weren't thinking of Jada. They, they didn't think that it was a crime that Jada didn't get nominated. 
Oh, I agree. Bro. Scream for those like five minutes, the beginning. <laughs> I even know she was in that. Right? You know she was in Scream? No. You see, that's because they kept hyping her up as like being a main star, and she got killed off in the first five minutes. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was back. That was back when the black people got killed. <laughs> or back when you can kill black people once good. But um, no, yeah, I think I think that was a good time to wrap it up because we're just gonna start roasting Jada the, the next five minutes, and then her PR team is gonna sue us. But um, yeah, anyways. hang in, hang in there, Will. I, I get the marketing tactic. Yeah, Will. If you're hearing this, we'll do an interview from your side. Um, but in any case, well, thanks for coming for the true urban culture guys. We'll be publishing on Instagram, Facebook, on their website, as well as YouTube. So if you're on their newsletter, you'll get a notification most likely. And if not, please like, share, and subscribe with your friends so that we can bring more people into the tough family. Man, we, we don't have a family, we need you. Please come, come, come here, <laughs> yes. But like, share, and subscribe, and have, like church, a, have a happy, happy weekend wherever you are. Yeah, peace out, y'all. Bye.